super steam and shiny. Well, it has a little bit of dirty stuff on this side. Yours looks like you'd need to rub the spine or stroke the spine in order to get it to open because that's a Harry Potter book joke. It is a Harry Potter book joke. It's a sexy Harry Potter book joke. Gross. You know what I mean. I, not really. I mean, sexy Harry Potter. Okay, you ready? Um... All right. I think the noises from outside should be close to ending. Look at that creepy creaking out there. That Freddy Krueger oh, squeaking. You, 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 I didn't tell you what that is. I think it's our neighbor's fan or something. There's like some sort of air intake. Mm -hmm. It's like a little fan that's like turning. And every time it turns, it goes. And Giant Depp comes out and it's like, kitty, kitty. It's even worse. Ciao, ciao, ciao. It's even worse. Is this what he said? Nightmare on Elm Street. When we're doing our laundry yeah, at night, because hook. that squeaking's happening, and all of our uh, laundry exhaust comes right there, so it's just a bunch of hot air. He didn't have the gardening hook. Speeding out of there, so it's all smoky. It looks like a classic '80s like horror film. Rod had the gardening hook. I said gardening See, hook. The difference was that you asked a question that you seemed like you wanted to have answered. Yeah. And then I didn't inquire at, at all about what you were saying. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> what you're saying is true. However, the the upshot is I'll hear that I'll hear everything you said later, and that will answer my That's question. That's how conversations work. Well, it is one now. person says one thing while the other person who asked about it records it while not listening, saying something else, so that later they can hear it again and go, "Okay, that's how that conversation ended." I look forward to hearing what you just I, talked about. I look forward to my rebuttal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, if you are ready. I am. I'm ready. Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 23 of season four, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Uh, this is the podcast, if you're listening for the first time, where uh, Rob and I read through the Harry Potter book series. Uh, this is my first time reading through it. I'm over 30 now, and I've never read the books before. I have seen some of the movies. I've seen all the movies, but I, I, I'm not that good at remembering them because, you, you know, You don't memories. spend your brain wisely. I don't spend my brain wisely. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> God knows I don't see where my brains are kept, so who knows how I work. Brain bank, man. Yeah. You gotta compound that interest. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be like that. That's fine. Yeah. It's gonna be. You did you have you had some coffee? I I had an energy drink. Okay. That, and I hate energy drinks, but I thought this one might Why'd not you have. Do it? I because I wanted an energy drink. Why didn't you just get like a cold coffee or something like I that? I want a cold coffee. But you don't want an energy. I wanted drink. balls. Did you get a balls? No, no one has them anymore. funny thing that sounded like a setup it wasn't it wasn't a setup i'm sure it wasn't but it was very good i mean it may just be that you have started let me let me posit this okay <laughs> you may have started to cure your language in a way that lends itself in a sort of deliberate but also now just become habitual way to where everything you say does sound like a double entendre so it's like a modular entendre yeah yeah so i can plug and play if yeah. it works and you if just, not i've just yeah said oh, you just said the normal thing it's just like you've, you've adapted your language to be double entendre <laughs> i'll take it that see what you did there what you would i mean yeah you this is the podcast 
Right. Where, we're doing something. Yes, we are. <laughs> where uh, we're reading through the Harry Potter book series. We are on uh, book four. If you haven't, li- if this is your first time listening, there's three other seasons. Loser, go listen. And and they all go chronologically. So you know. Better than Cliff's Notes. Not that I'm sure anybody's Fuck studying Cliff. this right. <laughs> it got dark. Again, if this is your first time reading it or listening. Um, or your first time reading it, welcome. Yeah, that too. But we are going to go through this chapter by chapter in order until we're finished. So the way this works is we both take in page numbers. We're not going to read the the book aloud to you. We're not going to read it here with each other. We're just going to, we've already read it. We're going to go through our notes and discuss uh, the points that we find interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will if you aren't if you aren't reading along, which I actually I, w- I wonder if we should have already been recommending that from the beginning, because I think that it's a fun oh. part of the podcast is if you're reading along mm-hmm. when we, you hear us say page 160, you can go do 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 page 160 <laughs> and then be like, oh, look, this is what he's talking about. I just read. Oh, how interesting. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just relying on your memory. Um, if you're using some other edition of Harry Potter, do your best. Yeah, we will tell you what the chapters are too. So, well, like, you know. like the UK edition, pages sure. might be off. Speaking of the UK edition, uh-oh. uh oh, I have I don't have a note for this, but it's something I noticed. You know how we've noticed for uh, the entire time we've been reading this that there's like the obvious Americanization of it. Sure. Well, there's one that I feel like they missed in mine. I feel like they've toned it down since the first book too. But yes, go ahead. Well, there's somewhere that it's it's I think even in these chapters there was one where I noticed so I was like that's probably not what they would have written in England. But then there's one where they, she uses, she says that the uh, the things that, that Madame Sprout has them popping. Boo-boo the, tuber pus? Yeah, that. they. It's just that the pus smells like petrol. Yeah. Which is not a thing we say here no. in the United States. No. Uh, and I just thought, how Although interesting always, is that? I always think like uh, petroleum, like a, like, a, yes. like a tar smell as opposed to gasoline, which is what I'm huh. thinking she's probably trying to convey. You think so? No, no. Oh, I'm okay. saying that's what my American right, brain. Right. Yeah, I think she's saying gasoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, if, you, if you're listening to a different version or reading a different version of the book, uh, do your best. But the, the, the ones we're doing, um, these are our page numbers. Yeah. Um, but that also might help it seem like that we're not – like one of the things we're not doing is not going like, and then this is a story beat where this happened. And Oh, yeah, no, we're not analyzing no, 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 like, the construction. Well, we are, but like okay. loosely. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing the thing Doug's about to describe. Correct that. Now I have to be very careful. Yeah. Um, we are not going page by page, story beat by beat, addressing everything. We're just addressing the stuff that we. You just said what you said the first time. Yes, which is I don't know why you said what you said, but it because it was very confusing. So I just reset what I said. Anyway. Popping off, man. I don't know. Do you have any more uh, anything to say? Did we have any notes that were like housekeeping? From I last? think there's a. I think there's a housekeeping note. What was it? Um, regarding Arthur Weasley and the tickets. Okay, go ahead. How I ran off about the tickets and yeah, how yeah, the yeah. fuck did they get in the box. Right. And then our constant reader pointed out how he got the tickets. Yeah. Oh, you mean Daniel? Yeah. Okay. He pointed out what exactly? He pointed out that Ludo Bagman got the tickets and it was a passage on page 87. Fully. Dave. This is Ludo Bagman. You know who he is. It's thanks to him we've got such good tickets. So he doesn't get them from Fudge. 
Yeah. Which is what you were going off about. I was going off about he shouldn't have been there However, with his ragamuffin bunch. In your defense, which is not really in your defense, it's just something that, because I, I learned about it in this these chapters, sure. there is a, a moment in these chapters where everything you've said mm. in the previous uh, episode mm. is reinforced. All, mm -hmm. all, all of your gripes where they, the um, Tattle Crime talks about, what she even says his name wrong. Arnold, Arnold he calls Weasley. Him Arnold Weasley, yeah. and and describes his like laundry list of failures mm -hmm. and why that all of this stuff probably should should be why he's not allowed to be, you know, rubbing shoulders with these influential people. Did we ever learn why Bagman gave him the tickets, or is he just did give them? The I think he just did. I think also because he's so outside of min not ministry influence, but he's just not paying attention. He's doing his own thing. He's Ludo Bagman. So he's going to give the tickets to Arnold Weasley and co. While the ministry, had they been asked, would have been like, no, dude, he's shamed us. Yeah, but Fudge didn't seem actually to give him any sort of grief. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, it's, maybe it's not weird. Maybe Fudge is cool. I mean, or, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he is. He's, he, I mean, but anyways, that's my that's what I, that's our housekeeping. Yeah. I only have one other note on housekeeping. It's really a question just because I'm forgetful. And that is, uh, do, do I know, or have we discussed already... <laughs> Uh, what house Hagrid was sorted into? Because there's a lot of there's a sorting scene in this chapter in these uh, in these episode in this episode. I feel like the generic answer is going to be Hogwarts. I don't know if that's true. Uh, uh. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> My brain is going too quick. Really? <clears throat> you don't think he was sorted into Shut up. Bell Bell Biv and Devoe? <laughs> now you know. Now you know. Yes, Lick. Blow. <laughs> I feel like the generic answer. <laughs> See, it does, yeah. No, I feel like the generic answer is he was sorted into Gryffindor. Ah. Uh, I always felt like he was a Hufflepuff. I feel like he would have said that when Harry was like, but I'm in Hufflepuff. And he's like, better Hufflepuff than Slytherin. He would have, he would have said. Harry never said I'm in Hufflepuff. <sighs> After talking to Draco and Diagon Alley in the first book. We're talking about the houses, and he goes, I get, I, he's like, I bet I'm sorted into Hufflepuff. Oh, okay, right, right. There's a future possibility. You think he would have said, yeah. well, I, I was in Hufflepuff. Right, right. Okay, I still think he probably... Well, I'm glad your parents are dead. <laughs> you don't deserve So them. he's a Slytherin now. <laughs> I mean... Every flavored a, house. He's had a... <laughs> he's had a hard life. I guess. He always seems to be in good spirits about it. It's, been, it's a pretty shitty life he's been handed, uh, but he seems probably, all right about it. He's probably just compartmentalizing. He's burying it. He's maybe in, he's like he's screaming in pain. He maybe just has a maybe he's taking it out on children by forcing them to be attacked by awful monsters. Mm-hmm. Because that's happening. Mm-hmm. This is like gonna be another Scare one of those. Jacob like, Hobbs. Yeah. <laughs> this is another one of those. Uh, <laughs> of See. Those, <laughs> of those like Her Majesty's un. Oh, on Her Majesty's unspeakable service. Yeah, another one of those where there's a conspiracy. And mm -hmm. it's, it's really dark. Yeah. Well, that's not the case. Anyway, so uh, that's what the podcast is about. We haven't mentioned yet, but also Rob has read this these books a lot of times. Multitude. And he is uh, helping me uh, through reading them. And as he mentioned last episode, which I was so uh, gratefully honored with, was that I'm helping him read through these books with a more critical view, which I think I think is a nice way of saying that I'm I'm an asshole. And no, it's just a nice way of I'm, saying you're shitting on I'm my books. Opening Rob's assholeness. Whoa, no, no, that's not a modular entendre. But I'm helping you be shitty by opening up your no, asshole. No. What? Stop saying that. 
<laughs> wow. I haven't gotten that blue in a while. It's not modular? <laughs> nope. Nope. It's that kind of podcast, folks. Oh, we said we said it's for mature audiences or whatever. Yeah, once you think We're clearly not, but no. still, it's for whatever that means. If you can't handle it. That, that, that. If you can't handle the heat, don't get in the Hogwarts kitchen with all the slave elves. Just going for slave elves now, huh? In the fucking book nonstop now. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So with that all out of the way, with that 20 minutes gone, let's just start the podcast with uh, chapter 11, Aboard the Hogwarts Express. Indeed. And you have, what is your first page number? First of all. Okay. Just a observation. We're finally headed to school. We're finally headed to school. And another observation, we're finally back on the Hogwarts Express, mm. headed to Hogwarts. And I believe this is the first time since the first book that we are back on right. the Hogwarts Express headed to Hogwarts. Because the last two books, he gets to Hogwarts in not traditional ways. I disagree with you. Headed towards? Yeah. You're right about one. He but gets, he the gets Dementor the attack is on the train. Oh, that's correct. No. Boring. No. Boring. No. Um, well, there's one then. Uh, yeah, anyway, still back on the Hogwarts Express with no disasters. <laughs> Harry's yes. conscious the whole time. Yeah, Harry's conscious the whole time. No attacks, no anything. Yeah. Uh, 159. Oh, good. That's better because I'm 160. Okay. Okay, so a couple of just small observations, really. So small you can't read them. Did you create a cipher that you're forgetting? <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> I think I know. Okay, so they're still in the kitchen. That's my problem. Mm, with Dinah. Well, Strumming on the old banjo. Just Harry seeing Amos Diggory's head, he didn't gape. He just did mm. like a cartoon double take mm. with blinking his eyes. I was, I was impressed with that. I'm like, Harry's growing. Good job, Harry. Shut up. It was cool. I mean, he growing, I think, is a little generous. But go the ahead. other thing made me think of you way back in, like, our first episode. Okay. Uh, Amos Diggory's large bearded... His head looked like a large bearded egg, and it reminded me of Hagrid's dolphin-sized feet. Oh, yeah. Weird descriptions. Weird descriptions. Yeah. Weird metrics. Weird... Baby dolphin, technically. Baby dolphin. Because uh, that was the weirder part. Right. She already had, like, a qualifier on the size. But I just started imagining a bearded egg, and it was really disturbing. <laughs> a bearded right? egg. Yeah. That's funny. Well, uh, That's like a baby with a beard. All right, 160. Okay, well, uh, 160 is, is still with... Uh, still in the kitchen. Yeah, still in the I kitchen. I still, still the head. Mm-hmm. Is it the toast? It's the feeding it. I love that! It's, I hated I, it. I don't love f- feeding the head. That's weird. I yes. love Mrs. Weasley's generosity of oh, giving of the course. toast. That yes, was... the generosity. So here's, here's what I would have preferred. Okay. The offer of generosity mm. and then a refusal. <laughs> a polite, no thank you. I'm because, in the fucking fire. Because the feeding it makes, I'm confused about how the physics of this works. And I I don't like its magic as an answer. I wasn't going to get into the physics of it since it's described more in the fifth book. But we can talk about how it's done. We can get in the fifth book then. I mean, I can, I'm mean, fine with waiting. If, I just... if you want to, I mean, but. No, see, that's what I'm. Because uh, basically the... you, you you kneel down and you put your head down like you're, like you're kowtowing and your head goes through your fire into the other fire where it's right side up. You put your head in a fire to do the fire talk? Well, Duh. Yeah, that seems weird. This is, this is a variant of flu powder. Is it? Yeah. So it's his real head. This is like in book three when Snape but throws the flu powder would, and is like, why wouldn't Lupin, he just, a word. Why wouldn't he just flu powder travel? 
He doesn't need to go how, there. He, how is it more? He but isn't he kind of just going there then? But he's but he's not getting sued all over his clothes. He's not getting sued on a suit. He's just sticking his head through. He's like, hey Arthur, this like it's like a wizard phone call. It's a wizard phone call. That, that no, I don't think that makes as much sense as you think it does. <laughs> I think if you really thought about it, mm. if you could just walk into my house from mm. your house like that, you could literally apparate into but my I house. I would be all dirty and I'm about Why, to go to work. Apparate. He's an adult. He could apparate. Why didn't he apparate? Maybe he's at the office and he's got other things to do. He's, he's, but he's still taking the time away from doing those other things to stick his head in a fireplace yeah. and talk to someone in in the immobile position of being stuck in their fireplace. Maybe he's got a spell going he has to be present for. You can double fist spells like that? Maybe. I don't know. I'm See, not magic. That's what I'm getting at is that now you don't know and you're filling in the blanks. And my point really is if you're going to spend the time, yeah. why not just go? Why not just boop, apparition, I'm there. It just it seems like that would be more reasonable to me. And maybe he has to be in his office in case his boss comes see, in. It's like Diggory. If if you're if, if, you're, if the answer like, had been yeah, oh his head's not physically in the fireplace. It's just a spell that sort of it's like a telephone call, but he doesn't have to shove his face in the fireplace. He could literally be walking around doing other things and have a spell like cast on him that puts his face in a fire. That would make sense because that also means that in this book, I think, I think it's this book when. Uh, Sirius shows up again with his head in the fire. It means he's shoving his head in the fireplace? Yes. Dumb. <laughs> Super dumb. But that's not even... Th that makes that makes the whole eating thing less dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! The dumbness of shoving your head in the fireplace to push your head into another place <laughs> in physical space. It's That's weird, man. It's just... I don't... It, it, I guess I'll when I will see we'll see how I feel about it in book five. I'm sure you'll when hate I read it. it. I'm, I'm sure, sure I'll hate it too. Hate it. Um, <laughs> I hate it so much. Um, but, uh, I have uh, okay 161. Oh, I'm not... oh, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have. Oh shit. Oh. I had a 160 before the 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 uh, the toast note. Go for it. In, on page 160, we also get I think the explanation from the firehead about what happened to Mad Eye. Mm. and what's happening there and my i just wanted to point out that i'm guessing because i've seen the movie that this is the this is the instance where he is uh, attacked and replaced you're thinking it might have actually been a real intruder to someone yes. who often cries wolf yes that's why they're not taking it too seriously yes and that person was replaced by someone who's been using polyjuice potion to mm. be to pretend to be that person mm. and that person's kidnapped and then it's a pretty wild theory doug it's a pretty specific it's pretty <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting tired of this cock and bull malarkey you keep coming up with. I, just, I got the commissioner breathing down my neck. Is, is his head in a fire? <laughs> Are you laying next to the fireplace so he can breathe down your neck while his head's in your fireplace? Just to feel some warmth. Ugh. My other note, this is the actual note I wanted to continue okay. with with the, with the head thing, is that it had a very reanimator vibe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's a part that's why it's a little creepy. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> uh, 165 is my next note. 161. Okay. Another another small one. Mr. Weasley dragging a comb through his hair. He couldn't have used magic on that shit. Was he using the comb because Ludo Bagman gave it to him? Who are you, Draco? Because Ludo Bagman's answered to everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know something. It's Ludo Bagman. Wow, someone's testy about being corrected. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, comb. Got magic. Does it have magic? No, you could have. You could just oh, be like. But that would be an enchantment of a muggle item, wouldn't it? 
No, I'm saying you point What's the wand the... at your head and you say Pompadoro. At what point does an object become a muggle item and a wizard item? For example, hmm. books. Why are books something that wizards can use, but they're not considered muggle art items? I think it's the improper use of it. But like a car, though, are wizards allowed to have cars? Wizards probably could have cars if they didn't modify them with magic. Okay, so you can have all those things as long as you don't modify them with magic. Yeah. Okay. Electricity, then. It the goes, hay, feels it like goes no. haywire around magic. Uh, it goes haywire around magic? That's, That's why you can't so have, like, dumb. cell phones and pagers and Ugh. electronic things, electronic watches at Hogwarts. You know what doesn't happen with that, though? Hmm. Every time we're at the Dursleys yeah. and they're watching TV and Harry goes nuts, you know what doesn't happen? The TV doesn't flicker. We don't know that it doesn't. We don't hear He's about not usually it. in the room when they're watching television. He was when they were had uh, Aunt Marge over. Well, you're talking about the movie, aren't you? I'm talking about both. I'm pretty sure that they had a scene where there's like Dudley's position specifically to be able to see two TVs at once. Okay, but when Harry had his little tantrum in the movie, what happened? The lights did flicker. The lights flickered. The lights flickered. The lights did flicker. But he also, but like other magic gets used. Like, for example, okay. Dobby floating the pudding. That's, that's Dobby magic. How self-magic works different. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a big plot point. Get so used to it now. Racist. Get used to it now. <laughs> uh, uh, fuck that shit. <laughs> um, uh, see, that goes to your point about them being like magical exes. Where it's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. You don't understand because you're not one of them. But your point about magically enchanted items, did you ever see that show Friday the 13th, the series? No. That was a good show. Okay. It was like X-Files. Had nothing to do with Jason. Oh, it was about a it was about a pawn shop that had been like owned by the devil, maybe. Anyways, all the artifacts had been sold, and so like the it was new like following each item. Yeah, it was like following each item, like like the niece and and like the partner, or whatever. They had to every episode go, and they were very Canadian. Did they ever find any uh, fiddles made of gold? I don't know. That should have been. Show freaked me out though. Spooky. It's a good show. Hmm. Did you hear that they're remaking Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm, yes. I saw the trailer for it today. I don't know how to feel about it. The picture I saw on Facebook for it had what looked like a photoshopped young Ian McKellen on it. And I don't think that's what it is, mm -hmm. but it really looked like it. But that's not Guillermo del Toro's scary stories to tell in the dark. No, no. That was a separate are you, thing. Yeah, Are You Afraid of the Dark is the Nickelodeon TV, show. TV right, okay. show. I never saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. It was. It had a lot of really good, solid like imagery. It was after my time. I was watching serious shows like Friday the 13th, the series. I think they would have come up with a better name. Friday the 13th, the series? Yeah. It's not a the good book. name. Well, or like Spooky the, Joe's Pawn Shop of Evil. The Trapper Keeper. <laughs> the Lunchbox. What? Because, you know, every time you'd get one of those knockoff merchandise items, you'd have to call it Friday the 13th, the series, the, you know, pencil book case. Why are these the all school supplies? Friday the 13th, the thermos. <laughs> Why are they... I don't understand. Because that's where they market this shit, is they market it on kid stuff they take to school. That's true. The pencil topper. Yeah. Yeah. Friday the 13th, the series, the roller skate. I don't know why that's a thing, but it is. Guarantee it. So, uh, <laughs> why comb? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe you're focusing too much on the tiny little thing. Like, he has shoes. It's, or you're going to be like, why is he wearing shoes? Why is he wearing shoes? He should have cobbled boots. Cobbled by elves. Elves Slaves. make the best boots. They love making boots. They don't want breaks. 
they love it when their fingers get blistered. They have such little fingers. And they they're, have to use their tears as their only selves. They can't wait for that pain. The glorious, glorious pain. Elf tears are a good salve. Um, I'm 165, I think. Yeah, go for it. Oh, uh, the explanation of the hidden schools, how all the schools are hidden from muggles, yeah. uh, including the other two, the biggest Did wizarding schools in England. Blow your mind. Europe. Blow your mind that Hogwarts is hidden, too. It didn't blow my mind. It disappointed me that we didn't know about it before. Well, it's you... That, it just feels like the kind of thing that should have been mentioned earlier. We're four books in at this point, and I feel like a, a detail like that, it feels weird to have the author write characters explanation of these things by essentially saying oh why is everybody so stupid that they don't already know this um, but she has built this in from the beginning because the main character has not read the book as the point of contention in every single book uh, that Hogwarts would give of history Hogwarts of history hasn't read it I every guess time well, something why, comes up but Hermione's did, like haven't you read it is Hermione like, nope. the only one who's read it no because a whole bunch of kids in the second year checked it out for information about the chamber of secrets and she left her copy at home did you read these books I didn't read Hogwarts of History. Anyway. Um, or Quidditch Through the Ages. By Worthy Wisp. Or Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah, I don't know who that. Didn't read any of those. It was Ned's Commander. Everybody knows Ned's Commander. Um, I have 169. Do it. Wait, I do too. Do it. Oh. I have. Do it. Hermione while not repairing Harry's glasses, mm -hmm. my note does repair oh. the glass that's oh. broken uh -huh. in the trolley cart. Yep, in the train cart. And I thought, well, there we go. One more. We're we're still not done with this, you know, trope or whatever you want to call it. I thought about it though. You thought about I it. I thought about it. Okay, more than and I just explained. Yes. If I th if, if you think back, there's a lot of magic that happens on the Hogwarts Express. There's hexes yes. all the time. There's yes. bad bogies. This and yes. there's. Floopity doopity that, and well, that was Professor Lupin. Okay, what? He would have just been like, "I did it." Still not magic. Oh, you're saying you're talking about the Yonder Age magic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is that not what we were talking about? No, I was talking about the 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 consistent thing where Hermione constantly fixes Harry's glasses. Uh, uh, is is uh, is, uh, is uh, itself uh, as a train? I, was, I see. Broken here. Wow, the train Whilst. itself is broken and Hermione fixes that in because she can't fix the train that's been broken of the fi classes fixing. Whilst on the train. Whilst on the train. Um, no, the underage magic is where I was coming from, the angle I was coming from, oh. which is, I just think it's it, it's like... Uh, you don't think... Embassy, it's like embassy rules. You don't think after they walk through platform nine and three quarters, they're just, it's all... I know, do now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least on the train, one of the two. Yeah, I hadn't before and I was... But now I'm like... No, I think it's as soon as you cross the threshold. Fine in free quarters. Think you're being funny, do you? Yeah, that one. Or is it think you're being funny? Think. Think. I don't oh. know. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, I think as soon as you walk past that, you're good. That makes sense. And you can do whatever you want. Like, Harry could easily just transfigurate anyone he wants as soon as he walks through. <laughs> I think I think you'd be a little older to transfigurate. He could probably transfigure six someone. Yeah. That's younger. Because he's younger. What? That's why he can't transfigure eight. What? <laughs> Look, you know what? I'm not going to explain this to you if you haven't got it already. It's in book five, Doug. I mean, You'll get there. Because you should have read Critics Through the Ages. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, mm. I'm pretty much done yep, with this. Yep, I have, I have an overview. Okay. I have yep. an overview that I feel like is, in, is, is worth bringing up. 
why haven't have we did we hear or get any explanation for why the other Weasley children who also had Scabbers as a familiar aren't freaked out that Scabbers is gone? Or did they get explained what happened? Did, did, did what happened get explained to them? I'm going to say no. Okay. Because there's a point specifically in this book. But I don't want to ruin things for Well, me. don't. Okay, okay don't. don't but, but I'm going to say, say I have reason to believe they don't yet know okay. about Scabbers or Sirius. So, uh, that's, so I think that's a safe way to say none of them have been observant enough to go, why does Ron have an owl wear scabbers? Ron would be like, ran away, lost him, died. Hermione's cat ate him. And, but again, if, Hermione, if, if any of those things happened, you'd think that if any of those other kids had had him as essentially a pet, yeah. they would have an emotional attachment to him. Yeah, but he was 11 years old. They would have been like, fucking finally. I, I would expect any of them to be like, oh, I have... Of, of warm relationships or fond memories of having Scabbers. I don't know why, because he seems like a total garbage animal. But none of that's there. And it's not... I'm not saying, why isn't it there? Bring it to me. I need it. It's just like, it's one of those things that occurred to me, and I feel like it's been absent. And it w that's the kind of trouble when things occur to you, is that once they occur to you, you can't unthink them. Occur them, sure. Right. They, they can't be in uninceptioned. I mean, I know animals are more important to you. They are. But I feel like it would have just been, oh, that's sad. Fair. Oh, you got an owl already? Okay. Now, my next question is, does Ginny have an animal? Does she have a familiar? I don't think I've heard about it. No. Okay. I don't think she does. So. that, that The Ginny having one was very much like a, which house is uh, Hagrid would, was sorted into. It was just one of those things. Just like, huh, I don't remember this. I wonder if Rob knows. No. Are you done? Do you have an overview? No, I don't have an overview. So you ready to go to chapter 12? The Triwizard Tournament. The Triwizard Tournament. The same. First comment. 175. A new song for Doug. That's not even close to the first thing. No, I was just saying it's... It makes, you can't just not have... No, because... That's, that's my third note, no, okay? Oh. It's my third note. Do you have chapter a page 12, on this? The Triwizard Tournament. Uh, 178. Cool. I have 175. Oh, Okay. I just wrote here that uh, Harry Potter's books don't feel like they start until we're at Hogwarts. For, for me. For some reason, Interesting. there's something about being at Hogwarts that feels like, aha, we've arrived. Even though now it's the not adventure can start. Hogwarts, the books. It's Harry Potter, the books. Yeah, I don't care about him. I like going to the school. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, especially when this one, it's like, it's literally 200 pages. It's literally 175 pages before we get to Hogwarts. Yeah, it is. But it's. There are, we, I think we mentioned this last episode. There's last episode. There's so many books that are shorter than this that are full books, <laughs> <laughs> complete adventures done in less in fewer pages than this. This is true. And, and it's just one of those things, especially with this one. We're like, I don't know. Maybe it's like that. Everything up to this one has been sort of okay, mm -hmm. in this at this point. But like, I don't really feel like anything's really happened. I mean, things have happened, but it's also there's a lot, but just a lot of seeding for later. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, plowing. So <laughs> yeah, just yeah. set up really. Yeah, yeah. That's all fine. Uh, I mean, yes, you need that in a mystery, but perhaps it's a little more obvious when they're not at Hogwarts. It, it is. It's much more obvious when they're not at Hogwarts, but they don't have to also balance like going to classes. Mm -hmm. There's something about the tension of balancing classes and uncovering a mystery that makes the is like a special thing with these books. Mm -hmm. Feels like it's really. Uh, it makes sense. It works. Uh, really well here and if they're not doing that it just feels like oh, when are we going to get to that part right uh page 176 
Uh, Dennis Creevy is my new favorite character. Because he's just excited about everything. I love him. I love how he <laughs> he shows up in the in Hagrid's jacket or mm-hmm. coat, and he walks in. And he's just like fucking ready to go. <laughs> he's so ready to be wherever he is. And then he's like, "I fell in the lake." I love that. I love. I fell in the lake. That when I read that, I was like, "Fuck yeah, that kid rules." It's like the scariest night at Hogwarts we've heard about mm-hmm. in terms of weather. And sure. this kid's like, "I fell in the lake, and there was a thing in there that like pushed me up." And out of the water, and then his brother's like, must have been the giant squid. And he's like, okay. <laughs> there's like that. There's no character that we've seen so far that epitomizes what I think a Gryffindor should be more than Dennis Creevy. Gotcha. Okay. Like, he That's the bravest shit I've read in these books. Which goes to my next note, but, but, I, my I, but only other if, note, if you have any more on this. My note was, it's technically after this, but it's the it's the whole, like, I'm, I'm now starting to wonder if it was ever a Kraken at all. I'm pretty sure it's referred to as a Kraken at some point, but the last many times it's been referred to as a giant squid. Maybe it's a giant squid they called Kraken. Like that's his name? Well, like the way you... I would accept that. You, you, would, you would name a poodle hell beast. Okay. Or... Fluffy. That'd be the inverse of what I'm talking about, but sure. Exactly. Sure, sure. Fluffy as the name of a thing <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, is, yeah. is what you're describing. Yes, yes. So maybe that's all it was. All right. My page 176 is fuck songs. Thank you for letting me get there. Organically. Organically. That song sucked. Two fucking pages. And it was like, what sucked most about it was it was kind of like what we had talked about earlier about wanting, mm-hmm. like a story of the founders of Hogwarts, mm-hmm. but it sucked. <laughs> like, it like, every part of it was terrible where they were like, oh, they just found each other. And they were like, we want to teach young sorcerers. And that's it. And then they're like, oh, and I've got a quaint and novel idea how about each of us take the things that make us who we are the 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 attributes we admire the most about people or ourselves Mm -hmm. and decide that's what we're going to instruct people on Mm -hmm. and while that works if you're talking about like a skill set like if someone knows how to farm they're probably going to be a good farming or an agriculture teacher like that's a good thing for them to teach but like being ambitious that's a much looser concept to be like nope that's what i'm going to teach right not like divination like or or some or defense against the dark arts something like that where you're like oh yeah that makes sense that's a thing you can teach but like i'm gonna i'm gonna only teach the brave sounds bizarre right however 178 yes do you have anything before that nope i'm done i'm done with okay all that. so regarding the sorting hat yes sorting hat was gryffindor's hat i saw that gryffindor gave the sorting hat brains. the aspect of sentience well he gave they he said they gave it brains I just I, I thought this already, and I'm pretty sure that he mentions that they collectively gave him brains. Well, let's just find out. The founders put some brains in me so I could choose instead. I don't care. <laughs> it's Gryffindor's hat. The hat high-grade students into Gryffindor. Hermione should have been a Ravenclaw. Neville, arguably a Hufflepuff. Ron. Come on, Ron, man. Don't, don't be dick. Yeah, I... Uh... I think I feel what you're saying. I still think that it comes down to, again, like the ambiguity of these attributes. Well, but again, along those lines, or like what you mentioned, history think, is written by the victors. Right. The hat was Gryffindor's. That could be not at all what happened. But Or it's like what you said a couple episodes ago or previously, this idea of what if it's just that the if you think really hard about the house you want. Yeah. That floats to the surface, if you will, of your brain where the hat sits. And mm-hmm. the hat's like, mm-hmm. oh, 
Slytherin, or not Slytherin, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. Oh, Slytherin, eh? You would do well. Or, uh, oh, but you're a criminal. Or whatever. Like, I've been thinking about it. Maybe, been... maybe someone like Hermione is just like, here's, here's what I imagine it okay. is. Okay. If you're going to get sorted into to Gryffindor, you're going to be like, you're thinking Gryffindor. Right. If you get sorted into Slytherin, you're thinking Slytherin. If you get sorted into uh, Ravenclaw, you're thinking too hard about which house to go to. <laughs> and if you're sorted into Hufflepuff, you're not thinking at all. You're just looking up at the sky yes. like, wow. The roof is, the ceiling here is beautiful. Hufflepuff. Oh, Hufflepuff? All right. <laughs> Where, where's that table? Oh, you guys. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> you broke it down. 191. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. Hermione. Yeah. Um, Hermione's stance on eating food prepared by slaves. Mm. Um, that came up, and I, I thought... It was I kind of first my thought was about how you had mentioned previously about how it's gonna come up again yep. <laughs> something like that and how I'm not gonna feel resolved about it, um, and I was like, well, this is surely that. <laughs> it sure seems like a lot of hey, you know, slavery's bad, but what are you gonna do? I think are you talking about both her refusing and then taking to eating again? Yes. I think it's more of I'm going to be here day in day out. I need to eat so I can go research how to fix this. Oh, and that's what she's doing in the yes. library. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I think that the uh, my thought was uh, maybe this whole elf thing is again less of a commentary on actual slavery, mm -hmm. like as as we would imagine it being from the United States, like sure. that kind of slavery, and more of a uh, of a commentary about like. Is it possible to live in a first world, in in capitalism, is it possible to live in a first world society as it is now without taking advantage of completely destitute and desperate people who are starving and essentially enslaved? Even if you're not talking about literal slavery, sure. slavery you're talking about things like sweatshops, okay. child labor across the world that we are blind to because companies that have a bottom line to tow are using those things without letting anybody know about it mm -hmm. so that they can continue to reap profits and we can have low prices. And my wonder is like, I wonder if this is a really weird way to get kids used to that idea of like, this is a thing that's happening when you see, like you could see parallels to this in the real world. When you do see them, remember how you felt reading this about them being slaves. Or it could be both. It could be, she's it's also not, not finished as a concept sure. yet, but, but she, she also could be not specifically thinking, I want to educate children. It could be, I don't like slavery. I don't like sweatshops. I'm gonna kind of combine these. But but as it does. But by by juxtaposing putting that those those conflicts in something like the the feast in the great hall, it does deliberately I think put us in a position as readers to see, like the opulence of the first world mm -hmm. juxtaposed with the reality of the cost of getting that, mm -hmm. which is stepping on the necks of the poor and the hungry. And it occurs to me that this is this is like a, a real first world conundrum that we don't have an answer for. Like, right. The answer is we're just essentially maintaining the status quo. Like this is the same concept with, you know, essentially like hiring illegal immigration immigrants to do any sort of work at, at way low price that you don't report that mm -hmm. you pan to the table or, you know, like I have a fucking iPhone. There's I'm sure there's a lot of people around the planet who have suffered really hard so I could get the little tiny bit of minerals that were necessary to make it function as fast as it does so that I can, you know, check out th hashtag thick on Instagram or something. I'll plug your Instagram? No. Okay. 
Seems like a really good time. <laughs> if you want to check out my Instagram, <laughs> it's uh, at reading old comics. You know, just check it out. Maybe put a couple funny things or something out there. It's okay. Check it out if you like. Getting that death reader bump. Yeah, you know, so that, uh, like I said, don't don't think about that slave labor, baby. Ooh. Just just give me a like or two. That's all that matters. Talking about what really matters. Harry Potter and that's comic a, books. That's the sound bite. That's the fucking truth. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's sure. like this is this is this is the the conundrum, the dichotomy we we exist in. And it's tough. Like I saw something I didn't read the article. I saved it, but I didn't read it yet. But this article about something about Nestle saying they have to do slave labor to provide chocolate to people if like at the price they're willing to pay for it. Right. And it's like Maybe we shouldn't have chocolate, Nestle. <laughs> like, right. Maybe that's something we should do without. Or maybe it shouldn't be a fifty or I guess a dollar candy bar in the or, in the super supermarket aisle. Maybe there's more of a be, treat. Yeah, or there shouldn't be bags of shit that are easy to buy and then throw away. Like shit that's so useless and, and really bad for us overall. But like they many, many times a year we have excuses for purchasing copious amounts of that we still don't purchase enough that is uh, we don't purchase the amount that has been supplied so that after all those special dates, they get discounted a crazy amount because they really, really need to get rid of it because it is made way too cheaply. Right. And at the expense of people, and that sounds terrible, but uh, I guess Google Nestle and slavery. <laughs> Sorry, Nestle. Uh, because, I mean, like I said, I, I don't know. I didn't read the article. Read it yourself. Take the initiative, listener. Yeah, anyway. Uh, then I have page 183 uh, where... Dumbledore talks about how there's not going to be Quidditch anymore, and he doesn't really get to say why right away. Right. But but then I thought to myself, well, too bad. <laughs> no more Quidditch. Hmm. Shame. No, I don't think you're that. There, there, there'll be more Quidditch eventually. In this book? No. No, oh, good. Uh, I mean, oh, it's too bad. We had the World Cup. What more do you want? It's only the best sport ever. It's played on broomstick, it's Doug. Best sport. Four balls. Ugh. Seven players each. It's the greatest. That sounds like a really sad circle jerk. Only four balls and seven players. <laughs> Overview. Overview. Of the uh, chapter already? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Are you... Do you oh, just, one it just, just one of those West Ham poster. Thought it was cool. Yeah, that's funny. Show, show, like... Showed muggle kids at the school bringing their muggle shit. Not muggle kids. Muggle-born. Mudbloods. Pejorative. Uh, Borderline racist. No. Oh, don't you mean those dirty bloods? Filthy bloods. Ugh. Anyways, it's cool. It's cool. Do you have any more besides overview? That's it. Overview me. Uh, it's just more of this whole. Oh, then it made me wonder if, like, the announcement of the Triwizard Cup or tournament and uh, the whole thing about slavery made me wonder if this is, again, another commentary about how, like, sports in themselves are, are a distraction from life right mm -hmm. so like is this book again being a little condemnative of that practice of being like the idea of taking part in essentially the, the young wizards olympics which is what this seems to be something like you get a bunch of groups together from different places and they compete to see who's the number one best okay as opposed to like the quitter world cup which is similar but it's a it's more of a, a professional sport see the difference um anyway if if how much of this book is being taken up by professional sports and how it's the book that's really going to talk to us about slavery <laughs> feels like it's kind of painting a picture of 
we use sports as a way to spend time deliberately not thinking about the horrors of the world and how we could fix them. Mm -hmm. Whereas someone like Hermione, an example of the best of us, sure. is like, ah, fuck that. I'm going to like quickly eat a pork chop so that I can run to the library to try to figure out how I can solve slavery because that's all it takes. Well, I'd say at least she's trying. No, it takes determination. Is what I I'm see, saying. It, takes, right. it yes. takes commitment and determination. Okay. I'm not saying it's like as simple as heading to the library, kids. <laughs> when in doubt. <laughs> when there's a world issue, throw a pork chop at it. Yeah, not, not what I mean at all. <laughs> but but the idea of, you know, if you have, if there's a problem, if you, if you put your mind to it, you can figure it out. For enough people can. A collective people can. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna. It's not gonna not take sacrifices. You're gonna have to pay more for chocolate, or not pay, not buy chocolate. Right. Um, but maybe that's cool. <laughs> maybe not buying chocolate from someone who sold it to you because they employed slave labor is fine. I don't know. I feel like people are pretty detached from the things they consume. True. And I feel like that's the the further away you get from something that you acquire. From the process of making it or really getting it, mm -hmm. the less like responsibility you feel about it because you start. To, the, the easier it is to get something, the more entitled you feel to having it. Sure. So that's why things like Amazon are really like not that great because you'll end up like losing the value for getting something that or these you know things you need. Sure. Though I got my new bed frame in just like six days. That was pretty awesome. New bed frame. Yeah. You wear out the old one. Am I right? Chapter 13, Mad-Eye Moody. Two or three? Two or two. Do it. Whoa. Okay. There's a Uranus joke in this book. Weird. And a really inappropriate a one, weird, too. Like, like an like, underage sexy one. I, uh, and honestly, the anus, that's the part you want to take a peek at? Gross. There's a reason her name is Lavender Brown Eye. Maybe... Uh, Ron wants to open up Lavender's... Okay, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. No. No, we can't do this. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it was a callback. It sure was. It sure was. It was modular. Do you know that the actress who plays Lavender Brown's brother died? By by being electrocuted in a like subway train station in the UK. No. Yeah, he was like doing some criminal shit or something, I think, and then like got electrocuted on the third rail and is dead. When did this happen? I don't know, a while, like a year ago or so. That's really sad. Yeah, but do you even know who played Lavender Brown? No. See, it doesn't matter. That's why. This is exactly what I was saying about the further detached you get. The further away from the things you consume you are, the less they appear important to you. Fine. Jerk. Just saying it's proof of concept. <laughs> uh, my next one's 204. 203. Who is this Rita Skeeter person? She sure seems interesting. She keeps writing all these crazy articles. <laughs> I mean, are, are you just saying that because, like, oh, we should be paying attention? Well, I just, I mean, we're going to read, you know, we know who it is. Freddie Lowndes. Oh, yeah, of course. It's yeah, Freddie Lowndes, right? It's Freddie Tattle crime. But uh, it just seems like they keep. They do keep. They, it's, yeah, it's not yeah. that. It's not forced, though. I kind of like it. Like, yeah. if, if it's like it's every other chapter or so, and it's just like a little thing where, you're like, oh, I don't know. I, I remember this character. We were, yeah, this is the she same. She could conceivably character. exist as just someone as a byline 
for article titles through the rest of the series. She doesn't have to be appear in person. Right, but she does. But she totally does. I have 204. 206 is my last. Okay, um, can you open up to 204? Oh, God. I don't like where this is going at all. <laughs> 204. Okay, and we scroll down. Follow me with the finger here. Scrolling down, down to about two-thirds of the way down. Bang! <laughs> God damn it. Piece of shit. <laughs> what I wrote down. I'd like to take a quick look here at page two of four. Towards the bottom here, it looks like it says "bang." I can confirm that is what his note said. You proud of yourself? You feel good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've learned um, well. It was. It's. I mean, at this point, it is kind of like an inside joke, but it's also like other people could get inside it. Which one is that from? I forget. It's Cry Wilderness. Cry Wilderness. That's right. That's right. Cry Wilderness is so good. <laughs> it's really good. Cry Wilderness is so good. There is this like, oh no, what? I don't know what this is, Dad. This is like the cave where Bigfoot hangs out with his radio and thousands of Coke cans. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> where he listens to rock and roll. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. This oh, is not no, a podcast yeah. about MST3K. <laughs> you brought it up. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a gog. What? Why, what do you mean you're a gog? Bigfoot is a completely mythic and fictitious character. Hence the exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is beautiful. That whole episode is so good. Ugh. It's not what is it even called? Would they even be called episodes? Yeah, they're called episode. Yeah, you can call it experiment if you want to get. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, two hundred six, I guess. Two hundred six. This is the last note. Okay. Is it? I don't know. Yes. You have more. I have. I'm done with notes after. All right. So just um, what are you doing? Bang. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's turning red, folks. I'm just realizing we're, it's going to be a short episode, so I'm trying to stretch. <laughs> uh, uh, now, I, now I want to watch Hateful Eight and Cry Wilderness again. Oh my god, what a Sorry. weird double feature. <laughs> okay, okay. Why do you want to watch Hateful Eight? Um, I was just thinking about it and thinking about how um, I really wish Django was shot in 70mm. Because Django is a better movie to me. Django has so much more... It's so scenery. Much, it's so for much for one thing. It, 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 that story and the way it was shot would have lent itself so much better to that format. I mean, he was made such a big deal about the seventy millimeter, and I got there, and it's all in a cap, and I'm like, what? Well, I think that there's a. I, I know there are other aspects to that. No, I, I was just gonna say, I think that the part of that is it's it's almost. I don't know if this is the intention, but it's almost like you're kind of trying to show a play on film, yeah. more so than a film, and it feels like it's it feels counterproductive. But, like, I wonder if, if I don't know. It, it just seems counterproductive, but I, 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 there's a handful of outside shots. Yeah, there is. It's just a handful. Warranting, reinvigorating an ancient process that probably would be doubly expensive it's, it's to. It's not even reinvigorating. It's, it's. Right. But, I mean, to get the equipment, to get that film stock, to get the development. It's expensive, yes. Right? But it's, but it's not. I, again, I think it's more, like, self-indulgent. 
it, it's less like reinvigorating or even celebratory. I feel like it's completely self-indulgent. It, it's like buying a gold toilet. Yeah, and that movie just did not gel for me. There's, I, I guess part of the reason I want to watch it is to see if I can, you know, sift out some more gold Sure, gold sure, and, and maybe, maybe. It just, I was so excited for it. Because Django was so amazing. Right. You know, Django was originally supposed to be Samuel Jackson's character. That was supposed to be Django returning. Like as an older man? Play as Jamie Foxx. Oh, you mean you mean in Hateful Eight? Yeah, that was sorry, supposed to be sorry, Django, sorry, not, not the character he was word. before. Yes, I didn't know that, and that didn't happen because Sam Jackson played the other guy in Django and died, or Jamie Foxx couldn't do it, or who knows a number of reasons why it might not have happened. Maybe he changed his mind. Well, I know that the only trivia piece I know is that that uh, Shaft is a direct descendant of Django. That's cool. Bad mother fact. Touch mouth. All right. This podcast is talking, over. Talking about Django. Oh. Then I can dig Django. it. Django. I feel like we had something there and we just threw what was it away. Your note? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bang again. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking piece of shit. It's, it's slap happy hour. <laughs> what are you doing? Said Professor McGonagall. Oh, I was going to say podcasting. Teaching, badass. Oh, the moment where he's like making Draco he's a ferret, bouncing the ferret. Which, first of all, second of all, third of all, hate ferrets. Yeah, sure, but also it's not actually Mad Eye. What are you talking about? I mean, I what? What? No, it's Mad Eye. They said it was Mad Eye. Right, but it's interesting to think about like how much of the Mad Eye character that I have in my head is based on a imposter, what? pretending to be a character, and. <laughs> What are you talking about? And I just think that that's interesting. Um, Great sound work. Yeah, and it uh, it's interesting to read it with that knowledge. You're absolutely correct. Right. It is remarked upon later in the series. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it is, and I'm interested. I don't to... feel like it's ever developed. Oh, is he basically the same character? Yeah. That's that's weak though. I mean, whatever, whatever. I guess that just sucks. But I, I mean, I think maybe we just maybe they just don't show enough of them. But it does seem like. Yeah, that was crazy, right? And to think, huh? <laughs> Done. What if they do all that right, and then uh, the real Mad Eye's like, "And I'm turning you into a ferret," and then just <laughs> does everything the same that the imposter did? That'd be that'd be, that'd be crazy. That'd be really that'd be nuts. But I did I did like it. It's just like, what are you doing? Teaching. Yeah. yeah. Pretty badass. His entrance is badass. The whole idea of him having a peg leg with a golden claw at the end of it. Clawed foot, it's not golden. Oh, it's got not golden. Okay, clawed foot. But but way. The, the leg is carved. That sounds carved wood leg the, yeah. with the with the gold with the claw. That's pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty baller. Got a spooky eye. I like that the eye is bewitched to be able to see behind him. But here's what I wonder mm. again about the polyjuice potion. Sure. That isn't. It's an it's the actual eye. It's Moody's actual eye, right? It's the actual like prosthetic that was stolen. Because when, at least in the movie, when they find Moody, he's holding his eye because he doesn't have the prosthetic. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was I was lost in, in pronouns. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. The the actual eye in use belongs to Alistair Moody. Right. And it itself is enchanted to the wearer. Yes. Okay. So when. Uh, so when you take Polyjuice Potion and you right. you lose your eye because it's and not there anymore, you put it. Yes, that would work. Okay. Cool. Just making sure that I understood that that's why it works. It's, it's fucking logical, man. 
any idiot would know. Well, apparently not any idiot. Not this idiot. Definitely not. It's probably not good enough to be an episode title. <laughs> no, it's modular pig leg in Uranus. Oh. No. Let's cut that out. Yeah, let's cut that out. Cut it out like a like a polyp. Or a boobo tuber. Was that your last note? That was my last note. I wonder if there's anything we didn't talk about that I remember thinking about. Um, I felt like the introduction to the first day of classes was kind of not necessarily weak, but also not like thrilling. Uh, oh, there was. A, am I wrong in in noticing that we feel? I feel like we got introduced to a new teacher and a new subject. Um. Well, I've been talking about Professor Sinistra before, and did, did she astronomy. Appear, did she appear some... before in the books? Maybe mentioned, or maybe I just was thinking forward. I certainly know they've had the astronomy tower and they've had astronomy tests. So there could have been one night where Harry had his astronomy test. I don't feel like I've I've seen her. Have we not? No, I don't think so, man. I don't think any we've had any classes in in those in that class. I thought they talked about having astronomy at midnight, like in the first book. Like there's like a line inside a paragraph inside a page. Well, that's how it would be written. But I don't think that that's. That that's happened. Probably in a chapter. Probably in the book. Mm. Um, you think you go too fast. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think that there's been other subjects that have been gradually addressed, like mm. arithoma- arithmancy. 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 Yeah, that one's been introduced, but I don't know who that professor is. Vector. Uh, that's right. It's she mentions cleverness, it. Cleverness again. Right. 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 She, and... she mentions it today, but or, or this in this podcast's chapters. But we still don't know that professor. No, um, no, I don't think we ever meet Professor Sinistra either. Other than, I feel like there's something a test in an astronomy tower, but it's basically a. Okay, and we're done. And I think that might be book five. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it feels like it feels a little. Of all the again, of all the stuff that's fluff in these books, there's these characters that are established that could have interesting arcs that just don't. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they maybe they do. I don't know yet, but it, it certainly seems like at this point. Well, I mean, it's like the rule of Chekhov's arithmancy teacher, which is if you introduce an arithmancy teacher in chapter one, it has to go off by chapter thirty-eight. And go off in this context means. Are you going to argue with the Starship Enterprises? Bang! <laughs> <laughs> and that's Death Readers. <laughs> That's well done. It was well done. Anyway, um, (laughs) you know what? Even if this episode sucks, we had fun. Uh, um, Trelawney comes back. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of boring again. Yeah. I'm getting tired of Trelawney's uh, attitude. Uh, Like, she seems to do this thing where it's like she, she gets insulted very easily, which simultaneously is kind of cool because at least it's a feature I don't feel like is dominant in any other professor except all of them. What, what do you mean? Snape gets pissed off easily all mm. the time. McGonagall's really like very strict when it comes to like somebody not following the rules at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, you know, Trelawney gets really upset if no one's giving her the proper amount of attention. Uh, Dumbledore's the only one that doesn't seem to lose his shit. They're kind of all children. They are, and it's it's like, and I mean those are the only three we really get to experience. I mean Sprout is barely a character, 
And I don't even think we have classes with Flitwick. I think we might have once, maybe. But yeah, that's really, where Wingardium Leviosa came from. Right, but that's... No, no, that was... Wasn't that the, the ghost professor? No, it's Ben's. He's History of Magic. History he wouldn't magic, be teaching okay. charms. Okay, yeah, charms. And uh, there will be more Flitwick in this book. Okay. the summoning charm. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those those main professors, like, just are so whiny and, like... It's not, like, power-hungry, mm-hmm. but, like, you know disciplinarian but like for personal reasons like vindictive Mm -hmm. they all seem very almost vindictive that's i mean that's weird just seems weird to have the like the main professors all have a very similar like trigger yeah or predictable outcomes of to their actions okay uh that seems weird but whatever well we don't know what moody might do he turns someone uh, into he, a ferret. He certainly doesn't seem like a vindictive disciplinarian. That's I'm, I'm sure. just saying he's not predictive. Teaching. <sighs> just saying he's not predictable. What if his unpredictability is the predictable oh, aspect shit. of him? All you have to think is, what would a good person do? And he'll do the opposite. Ooh. Maybe. <laughs> You're lucky I can't do a Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You can do a Michael Caine. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Oh, yeah, that. What happened there because of your little Joker tongue. wasn't a Joker tongue. Oh, no, it wasn't a Joker tongue, was it? No. It was a specific no. moody tongue. It's moody tongue. <laughs> yeah, we don't do moody tongue. It was a it was a David Tennant tongue. This is all. <laughs> no, it's all. It's all no bad. one can see it. No one will know. No. Um, <sighs> yeah, this was a lot of pages for, I feel like, not, not a, lot, a lot of advancement. Nope, just getting characters from point A to point B. Um, uh, I guess we could talk about the Triwizard Tournament and how that's announced. Okay. I guess I'm interested in that. I don't know. Three schools coming together. I'm interested in the... uh, the, I guess the thing about it is that all of our characters are underage at this point. All the characters we're introduced to who are students at Hogwarts are all underage. True. So it kind of feels like, like a bit of a tease. Like, I know what happens again, but, sure. like, if you were reading this for the first time, I guess you'd assume, because of the way she's written it, that somehow they're going to trick their way in. Right. And it's going to be like uh, Fred and George said, that they could just do an aging spell or something, and they'll get in. Right. It's just interesting. So, Cedric's 17, then. Who? Cedric, yeah, I'm we, kidding. We, we've met him before. Yeah, Cedric is 17. He, or he will actually... be by the time, because this, this is not like first day of class where everyone's introduced in the movie. We've got, you know, until October still. That's still only like two months. That's one month. So school starts in September, doesn't it? Or August, late August? September 1st. Yeah, so it's one it's month. the first day of term. It's one month. That's all they have. Okay, well, technically, of... it's, it's two months because it starts, on, it starts on Halloween. A lot of birthdays can happen in two months. Yeah, you know what would be really tragic is if you turned 17 just in time to enter the Triwizard Cup, but then you never got older than 17. That would be. That would be, be pretty tragic. Yeah. God, it just makes me sad thinking about it. Well, it's a kid's book, so we have to worry about that. Nope. It'll never happen. I can't imagine a, a writer who would be cruel enough to kill a child in their book. Especially one where it's famous for not killing a child in the very beginning. That's right. No, no other boys can live. The boys who live. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The only boy who's alive. That's what Harry will eventually be if he got his way. 
Please don't uh, wrap it up. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else for these chapters. They weren't they weren't enough uh, no. to, to really expound upon or go off on any sort of tangents with. Um, but in that sense, they were also fine. Yeah. Um, I, I the part where Draco mocks Ron for his dad, and the, fat mom. His fat mom stuff was there, which was interesting. But then even then, like it was weird because then, like in terms of referencing the fat shaming, and there's no you know good fat people in Harry Potter. Or at least we have ron's mom but even then like in that fight harry yells at draco shut your fat mouth and it's kind of like weird because it's that. like what? that's a really strange thing to say like you're talking the thing that's being insulted is this woman's weight i've heard fat mouth before right but then you throw fat mouth out there i guess i don't understand what that's supposed to mean and why that's important draco's, why that's insulting draco's is... mouth is calling ron's mom fat so it's a fat mouth yeah, i don't think that's just what it is. simple logic man yeah, i don't think that's what it is i think he's it's more like you have a, a a mouth that is full of fat, because you're a... fat with words. It is fecund with insult. It's dripping. Is that what fecund means? Well, it's what fecund's like pregnant, fertile. Is it heavy with? Oh my god! Fine. I I mean define must... fecund. Fecund means of or containing dirt, sediment, or waste matter. I didn't say feculent. I said fecund. See, that must be why I'm, I'm confused, because I'm thinking of feculent. I've never heard of feculent. It means, like, poopy. <laughs> like, full of feces. Feculent. Fecund. Or fecundity. Fecund. Producing or capable of producing an abundance of offspring or new growth. Fertile. Cool. Like a crescent. Cool. Yeah. And that was the Death Reader's word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for that. <laughs> Incredibly geeky uh, laugh. I love the surprise giddy Rob. <laughs> we got to end this. All right. Yeah. Um, it's getting getting slap happy still. All right. Well, I guess that's the end of the episode. Um, I don't really have anything else to talk about. Do you have anything no, else to talk no. about? No, I'm out. Well, uh, yeah. Well, there goes that episode. So to the people who downloaded 25 of our episodes in Alberta, thanks. That's pretty cool. It was really cool. I think that was one of the provinces in canada we had yet to reach so maybe i think i don't think we'd reached alberta yet i don't know i know we had i'm pretty sure we'd reached ontario and british columbia i thought we'd hit uh, either way thank you for yeah, yeah, yeah. your fecundity of downloads no at least you didn't say your feculent downloads this be our feculent downloads <laughs> our feculent downloads truth need some penicillin for this podcast oh so uh, you're going to hear after this the uh, Pat pre-recorded me begging you to uh, check out all our stuff. But I will. I just want to say, uh, if you like this podcast, go ahead and, and rate us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that offers a rating. It helps people find us. Uh, also, check out our Patreon page where we have uh, commentaries for, our, or for the Harry Potter uh, movies or the ones that we would have seen up to this point. Uh, and... If you sign up to be a patron on our Patreon page, which is uh, Patreon slash Death Readers. I believe so. Um, then <laughs> we will send you a hand-signed postcard mm -hmm. wherever you live in the world. And we will, uh, and you can have our, you know, chicken scratches on paper forever. Speaking of chicken scratches, we're talking about adding our rather extensive tangents as downloadable episodes as well. Yeah, as a uh, some some of the stuff that we ramble about that you may not hear on this because it's just not just relevant enough. 
we are we are thinking about putting that up there so you can hear and uh, we'll have some sort of like episode content to be like this was an excerpt from episode whatever so you know That's where a smart it was. idea i like that yeah yeah brain for this wait uh, <laughs> <laughs> well i <laughs> the time <laughs> um anyway so with all of that said that was death readers i'm doug and i'm rob thanks for listening thank you if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. These reviews might seem silly, but they actually help us out a lot. Check us out on Twitter, at Real Death Reader. If you want more Death Readers content, there's more available by joining Death Readers Patreon at www.patreon.com slash deathreaders. If you hate us and want to tell us how terrible we are, please send all hate mail comments to our Reddit account, you slash deathreaders. Boring, almost the same color today. Yeah, but mine's from a national park. You don't know that mine's generic. Why, when are you going to learn to have a weak enough personality to be forced to wear it, Rob? When are you going to know? I'm weak. When are you going to learn? I'm real weak. You have to broadcast your identity on T-shirts. I'm so weak. I can do it. I don't know if you can't do it, Rob. What? <laughs> you have this like superpower of deleting. You you simultaneously get to say all the horrible shit you you like <laughs> want to say, and then you can be like. Ew. I have all the power in the world to remove this from the recordings of history. Is that staying in? <laughs> I think we might have a listener who would object to that comment. <laughs> Severely. You just give me a vehement no. I do not think that you're wrong. <laughs> no, I don't think that. You're wrong. <laughs> Listen, you, you gave me direction and I expounded, okay? I'm I'm not a director's actor, all right? <laughs> Do you have Chapter a page The Twi Twi Wizard Tournament. The Tri Wizard Tournament. Fuck. Oh, this is a lot of pages for I feel like we're not a not lot. Not very f- much not very ad much in-